in this particular meditation, I may or may not uh, guide us into the subtle experience of consciousness, how, how consciousness, just as it has this manifest level that we all know very well, that we have a physical body and that we have vitality, that we can recognize our own vitality, which is very fortunate. That's an aspect of or capacity of consciousness. And uh, in our emotional, how our emotional and thoughts uh, uh, interact together, that, that our consciousness can, uh, can see that there is an emotional body of consciousness, a capacity. Each of these three have in their own capacities of perceptions, these different aspects of consciousness. So we notice different things. The same thing is true in the subtle level of our experience, where we, we all know that, we, that there's an energetic level to our experience, the subtle level. We, we, all, we all have various feelings of energy or not being able to feel energy or certain energies we can, certain we can't. And we're here talking about the, the, the energetic experience, not something that has physical form, but these are aspects of our experience that have uh, energetic forms. You could call it electrical form. You could call it a vibratory form. Lots of people say it different ways. And so we may we may wander into that territory. That's and it's just the subtle realm of our experience, the energetic realm of our experience. And if we do wander in there, we are we're wandering through the experience of our own vitality, which is our energy, it's our life force, to the to the sheer energetic level of that, which is itself not directly manifest in the physical, the directly manifest is our vitality, but underlying that is this energetic experience and our consciousness can notice that. And so we would, we might, we, if we wander into this territory, that's what we'll notice. And if we, if another thing we might look at is the, this, uh, the energetic level of, of, of thought and emotions, which, uh, which is, uh, both here and here and now immediate, but also where we can connect to things that are not here and now, where we're not even in our bodies sometimes. There's many stories about the Buddha and all that. We may or may not connect to that. And then we may or may not connect to our intuitional capacity of consciousness, what's called the intuitive body, this intuitive capacity aspect, dimension of consciousness. So those are the three that constitute the energetic subtle realm and the way that I teach the consciousness, these aspects of consciousness uh, as part of our, our mindfulness practice. So just so that you're prepared for that, if it happens, it'll, it'll be fun and easy. Don't try too hard. Don't, don't just don't try too hard. The other thing that, um, that I may do with this, and I, and I just don't know how it will unfold because I'm just putting myself out there to be available myself, is that uh, I would just over and over again draw you to notice things that you are, have in this weekend or in previous uh, retreats or just in your daily practice, the things that you, that, you, uh, that you experience all the time, but you may not have thought to register that they're delightful, that they're joyful, that they're calming, that they're natural that they're supportive, all of those words having to do with delight. And so I may do some of that no matter what. 
We will see as we go. Arriving. Arriving where? In this moment. Arriving to be able to participate in this moment. Being clear as to purpose. Clear as to direction. What is your felt sense of utilizing intention and mindfulness? What is the felt sense when you pay attention, you use the spotlight of attention to know directing your attention, directing it this Conscious act of choice right there, coming from your values. As a value statement, is it not harmonious? If we make arriving a to-do, then it's another task. This whole natural arising method of practice avoids creating tasks whenever we can, seeing them much more as to owning up to what matters than practicing meditation itself. So we arrive, we are arriving as choice because it feels harmonious, because it allows us to have an experience that we wish. It's values-based. It's not a duty. It's not exercising a concept. In one sense, you're showing up for yourself. You're showing up for your heart. You're empowering your heart. This felt sense matters. We so easily fall into this kind of doing, got a a box to check off, a whole series of boxes to check off to do meditation. It's not this approach. We're starting in a value and we keep deepening into our values. Arriving, arriving, arriving. Mindfulness front and center. It's familiar now, isn't it? Can you feel it, have the felt sense of this, and also greet it with appreciation, with welcome? You're happy that you are aligned this way, that you're already from the beginning connecting to yourself in a deep way. 
It's a being way more than it is a doing way. And we feel ourselves having access to the immediacy of this moment. You may be feeling your body or a particular part of your body to know that you're in the immediate moment. Or you may be watching your thoughts. Or you may, as we were exploring earlier this morning, you may be feeling the presence of your attention. Your attention is on the moment. And it's there on the moment. And it's, it's unchanging as various things run through it. You are present. And something I have not mentioned, you're curious. When we're available, we're available, does have this mindfulness. And it has the mindfulness that comes with investigation when we choose. But there's a general apt attitude of curious. I feel available. Hmm, what's this? What's this? This is a, the what's this is a guided meditation exploration that can be done just using that phrase or a similar phrase. But we're doing it as, in, as being innate and being available. This curiosity, if we're available, what is the felt sense of this moment? Hmm. What's being called for in this moment? Noticing the phenomena of being available. It's delightful to be available. It's empowering. It's our natural mental state when we're not overwhelmed. It's our natural heart state to have our feelings be available to uh, available for the correct right response, the wise response. It's natural. Natural is very satisfying. Very soothing, soothing. So we're available. Sometimes we're so rested back in the available, resting back in this mindfulness, this knowing quality, ever deeper levels of resting back. That Nothing more needs to happen in that moment. Other times, what's present in the mind-heart is moving around a lot or troubled or whatever. And so being available, we, we take what is there. We start where we are. But we are including the knowing that we are available and what available feels like the felt sense, the embodied sense of available. We've practiced this so intensely 
this retreat that you may have a preference just to stay there. And that's a fine choice. If so, keep uh, opening into it, the felt sense of it, expanding the feeling of just being available, just having attention there, attention that's not being directed or being stimulated towards anything. And notice the well-being That presence feels like this. If we're moving on in the way we're practicing, we move on to aligning. For me, I align most times with wise view and wise intention in the Eightfold Path. I rephrase wise view in my head to be wise aspiration. It's directional. It's directional. I'm directionally aligning with my deepest values, with my aspirations with what matters to me, what I wish to be available to occur in my mind-heart, my movement towards freedom, towards choice. So this aligning really works for me because I sincerely wish this. And I have 55 years of coming to this experience. And then why is intention? Intention is just this moment, just now. And this reflects how I wish my values to be, that they're accessible, that my values will show up as guidance and decision maker, clarity of vision, hierarchy of values. Wise intention, wise heartful intention. The felt sense of this. So satisfying. Feeling the alignment when we are coming from aspiring towards immediately 
being in as best we can a reflection of what we're aligning with, manifesting that, being uh, in the in the pull of it, the uh, vibratory feeling of it. We experience being aligned and available. Aligned and available. Available and aligned. This feeling, this, again, feeling that is not just in the mind, in the brain, but is in the whole body. Even though we've not turned towards the body, the practice is an embodying practice. So we're not looking at it with a kind of exploration towards freedom right now. We are in it as an experience of a ground, this available and aligned, aligned, available. Ground for what? A ground for just being? A ground for meeting life experience? A ground for our unfolding? It's a mindset, a heart set, a mind-heart set. This embodied feeling, felt sense. And again, this can be our first ground, the first experience we have of resting somewhere, of being settled, mind-heart settled. Satisfying, easeful, this sense of having presence in this way, joyful to have presence. The curiosity, sweet, energizing. Nothing in this activity is seeking gain, seeking to exploit another, and thus it is a blameless activity. In this ground of aligned being, we feel that blamelessness, the bliss of blamefulness, of, of without blame, blamelessness. There is no feeling of blame, it's blameless. In the Sunday Sangha I taught for 17 years, often, when I would start the meditation, I would have this feeling of the day that I that I felt blameless. The day had mostly been preparing for the evening. So I'd been in the Dhamma all day. And I would sit down and I would feel this thing, this kind of well-being. And I'd go, what is this? And it was this feeling of blameless. So pleasant, so joyful, so spacious, so delightful for at least this moment to not have guilt or shame, should-haves or so sorry, all of that. Blameless. No reactive mind to the behavior 
that's recent. We have to let, let go of our past in a certain way, surrender to it as being what is in order to feel the immediacy where we are standing, the empowerment of this moment. When we do that, we can, in fact, in my view, experience an expiation of the past, that we can resolve the past. We can release it. In this ground, the mind may feel quite contented. Delightful, delightful. Aligned and available is a very fortunate place for the mind-heart to be, as you can see for yourself. The spaciousness, the lack of grasping, so delightful to be in non-grasping, non-contracting. Even this moment, Ah, delightful. So we turn now, gently turning, just a slight inclining of the mind to all of the experiences that arise through the sense gates to include the brain, the mind. Body sensations, pleasant and unpleasant around those body sensations and neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Mind, heart spaces, that are not worldly, that are not based on conditions. All turning towards this, knowing the body and the body, the first foundation of mindfulness. No need for this moment to be otherwise. The mind is so protected, the heart so protected when that's true. So we turn to the body not to fix it, not to judge it, not to compare it, but to experience it with curiosity and appreciation. What is this experience of being in a body? What makes it a body? What makes it an experience? Who is it? What aspect of mind is actually knowing that this is a body rather than just knowing its parts? Hmm. 
Feeling the body in its physical form. Feeling the body in its parts, arms and legs, legs connected to hip, which connects to torso, which connects to shoulder and all of the arm. Feeling the interrelationness of a body, each having its own separate function and can be affected in that immediate locale within the body as a whole can be affected. All parts, so it's always registering in the whole, this wholeness. Feeling the body in its elementary aspect. Earth element, earth element. Feeling the earth element in the hips. Feeling in the upper legs. The bone, this deep part of our body that provides structure, that provides connection, that allows life. The structure of the earth element with its weight firmness, its heaviness. There is a form, there is a body. This body is a body that contains knowing, that allows knowing, and the knowing you know, here in this manifest level. Not disembodied, not a disembodied mind-heart, but an embodied mind-heart that we can feel for ourselves. There's no need to believe anything about it. We can actually have that felt sense. So satisfying, so delightful. As we experience this body, we may notice that we're not judging it, as we have so many times before judged it. We're just being with what is. Delightful to be with what is without judging it, without having to condemn our body in some way, reject it. We're not identifying with the body as story, identifying the body as phenomena, as a container of and infused with consciousness, with awareness, with this knowing.
feeling the body in its elementary form, the earth element sitting on earth, in its stillness, in its steadiness, It's quiet. Here we can feel the presence of this embodied awareness. It's not like a structure of a building. It's got floors and ceiling and uh, and it too rests on earth, this building. But it is not alive in the sense that we are alive in these bodies. The building may have various kinds of AI in it so it knows when to turn on the air conditioning and when to close the blinds and whatever. But it has no felt sense. It only has measurement sense. We have this felt sense. You have this felt sense. Awareness is in this body. The awakened heart is recognized here. The tangibleness of the physical body, tangible, easily felt, easily registered in this plane of existence, the sphere of existence on this planet. One can imagine having consciousness that's disembodied. Such a different experience. Satisfying. Satisfying. Ease, ease. So this body, this physical body, is illuminated by this capacity to know This act of knowing is an illuminine. It's lighting up. This awareness from which all this knowing flows being utilized, it is being utilized, accessed, it mirrors, this is the source, the source. 
for the acts of illuminating to be happening. And the knowing occurs because something is illuminated. Like there's a light bulb that sits in your room on the lamp. And in the dark, we rely, you rely on the light bulb to allow you to read, to change clothes, to orient in the room. And you're really glad that there is a light bulb because it does help illuminate, particularly at night. And yet, it is illuminating, but it is not, it is the electricity that is the actual illuminator that allows the light bulb to suddenly be illuminating and your bed and your closet are illuminated. Feel this, this knowing the electricity does not have preference. It, it doesn't have any feeling about helping you in your room or helping anything. It is being its own nature. It's not a thing. It's not a person. The light bulb, like our, our brains cognizing, our brains being the light bulb, that's related to the object. It's got a goal. See, to understand what's happening right now, we want to know. And something is happening, and that is what is then known. This capacity of knowing, this awareness, where we don't have to be involved in what's being lit up. We don't have to be involved in the, that it, the, the process of it is being, that lighting up is happening, illuminating is happening. We can rest back in just this knowing capacity that's allowing this. Just resting back. We're available. We're available to what? To participate in the felt sense of some understanding occurring. Some bit of wisdom, some very practical thing like, oh, I need to move my leg, it's going to sleep. Or something that's quite mysterious. Oh, this is what it feels like to finally let go. Oh my goodness. So grateful. All coming from this capacity. Because there is this awareness that is uninvolved, we can let go of something we're clinging to. We can surrender our denial. We can let denial go. 
because the heart is illuminating, the spiritual heart is illuminating. We can forgive, we can ask to be forgiven. We can be present for our own difficulty with care rather than just trying to get through it. We can care for ourselves, caring for ourselves, and then do individual acts of needed care. All in this embodiment. Our emotions can be felt, known. We can watch them come into play. This vast capacity of consciousness that perceives and creates, participates in emotionality, fueled by this capacity of awareness. This phenomena of awareness that a human mind has. So pleasant to be able to know emotionality rather than always being caught in a wave of emotion and not getting to feel the joy of being emotional creatures. We are self-reflective emotional creatures, species. It's often difficult for us, but it's also so rich. It's because of this that we can write poetry. That we can have drawing, art, as an act, as a bringing in to being that which is inevitable, except through music, poetry, and art, or only is mostly available through, let's say it that way. This emotionality where thought and emotions create each other and interact with this larger sense of our beingness. These emotions felt in the body, when we learn to soothe them through the body, these different aspects, level, capacities of consciousness supporting one another, making a wholeness of consciousness. Although each aspect can be developed in its own right, further integrated. So settling all of this, easily settled down, just settling. Thus, 
knowing is present, but no particular object is being known. There is not a movement movement towards or away from. Just is. So soothing, so joyful, so delightful. At some point, the felt sense of this knowing becomes more interesting, draws our curiosity, becomes more trustworthy than the things we're knowing, utilizing it. Only at times does this occur, but those times can occur with more and more frequency and last longer and longer with practice. So fortunate. And our own vitality, our own vitality can be known. The vitality is reflected in the body. It's reflected in our emotional capacity. And both the body, how we treat the body, and how we treat the this. Uh, emotionality, this thought emotionality affects our vitality. It helps it, it helps renew it or it starts to drain it, dampen it, suppress it. And we suffer physically or emotionally or both because of that happening. But so often don't recognize the underlying structure involved. And so we feel our vitality here and now on a Sunday somewhere in the world. <sighs> Can be content just to stay here. These three manifest parts of our conscious experience are one at this moment. From this vital body, we can feel the more subtle realm, the energetic realm, The etheric body, this energetic realm that all of the physicality of the manifest rests in. May the etheric body be known. May the etheric body be felt.
we may feel it as energy, just that subtle energy. It can be exciting or it can be a bit like overwhelming. We settle down. Eventually, this feeling directly, subtle energy is very delightful. The danger is that people become too obsessed, too looking for it. We're opening to know what is. We're not wanting to entertain ourselves or have a special moment. All of life is a special moment. We just fail to recognize it. It's amazing that we're manifest in a body. This capacity has an individual experience in the universal. And we are that individual experience. This knowing of the energetic, sometimes we feel it as a great spaciousness. It is the akash, the space in which all of our experiences are rising. So it is both animating it and creating the space of it. Herein lies the subtle heart. This capacity of heart that's not physical, although it can be felt in the physical, but is of an energetic nature. Energetic nature. Very responsive. The space. It's not a dead space. It's a very alive space. Just as the energetic, the subtle heart is here, so is uh, the subtle prana, all the subtle elements of earth, air, water, and fire here in space. We've all felt this, these subtle energies. Satisfying to know them directly. Reassuring, delightful. Mm. We can get more specific and feel just like we can the etheric, we can feel what's called the astral body, this astral dimension of consciousness. Here's where doing and knowing 
This is for the subtle energy that allows, that animates this emotional body, gives it the capacity, or said other way that it is what allows the emotional with all of its feeling and thought, feelings. And it is this very same subtle capacity that allows you to connect to your brother across the continent, your cousin down in Mexico, your teacher sitting over in England or Thailand, where you can feel one with this removed from the immediacy of the physicality of the emotional body is what we often employ when we're overwhelmed with emotion. People say, I just wasn't in my body. On retreat, people will say, I was sitting there, and then suddenly I was looking down at me. It's incredible what this human mind heart can do, what capacities it has, and how little we pay careful heed and cultivation. And yet they are there. And the most subtle of all in one sense is that intuitional knowing How can you possibly know something that you have no basis for knowing? How can you have knowing that is of other dimensions of consciousness because of this unique capacity of the intuitional body of consciousness, the intuitional dimension? Very, very subtle. Hard to locate as a felt sense, but we can. And these three constitute their own one. They're blended together in reality of our experience. And yet each has its own particular characteristics and usefulness. So delightful to directly start to feel that which is not on the surface of our experience. That's what that which is energetic, but not in this the the the, the coarseness of the manifest. So much more subtle than the coarseness of the physical body or our vitality or our emotions. They have a coarseness, they are raw in a way, different way. They're, they've come into being. They're not just this energetic, they've now manifested. Beautiful, the interaction between these two layers of consciousness. And there's only one consciousness.
all intertwined, interspersed, uh, rising together as a moment of knowing or as an emotion or as an idea, as a felt sense, as a tingling in our bodies or a kind of super alertness in our bodies, physical bodies. Delightful, reading interest, curiosity is delightful. This level of interest, there's not objecting to what we're noticing. We're just noticing it, how freeing it is to have moments where there's knowing but we don't have any agenda around it. Non-objecting, satisfying. Even the steadiness of mind that can notice this, very satisfying. Recognition itself, when recognition is knowing, being known by recognition, consciousness, no unconsciousness, just a, an incredible experience. Awe and wonder. So satisfying, so joyful, so delightful. Consciousness, knowing consciousness, where the subject and object are one, and the result is a very contented mind. We are in retreat. We are in meditation. So there is a sheltering. And this sheltering allows us to directly know what is, what's true, what's true for us, what our experience is, what our felt sense is, what's our priorities. This kind of access is so delightful, so something to be appreciated. And we get little hits of this all the time in our meditation. And yet we will use the language, oh, I haven't meditated yet today. I've got to meditate. I'm supposed to meditate. I want to meditate every day. And we make it a chore. We make it an obligation that we're only so, so reliable about why would we have that attitude?
the feeling of embodiment in the first Satipatthana, awareness of the body to the degree that one knows there is a body. It's not just the parts that's known that there is a body that has this capacity. That's what's the liberating knowing. We let loose by seeing the parts of the body. We don't, we, we let loose of the solid way that we're making it. But as a form for this kind of knowing to exist, astounding, astounding, this embodied awareness. So delightful, so privileged to get a felt sense of it. And that it is cultivatable, that all of these experiences can be cultivated. How marvelous, what good news. What a place to be accessing. So delightful. For you, here now, not as an ideal. Venerable Sumedho, over and over again. It's not an idea. It's here and now. It's the like thisness. It's like this. That's what's to be recognized. That's what's to be realized. It is this awareness that we can count on. So delightful. Thank you.